You're listening to the DWB Podcast. I am your host, Joey Reckless. I am the man of the 90s. We are going to review NXT Stand and Deliver Night 1. We had five matches tonight, two hours dead even. It was a hell of a night, and I can't wait to talk about it. Night 2 will be on tomorrow night. It will be on Peacock only. And uh, so that will be night 2. So night one here started off with Pete Dunne taking on Kushida. This was a hell of a, a good match uh, to start off tonight. They went, I would say, at least 10 minutes, if not more. Um, I don't really time it out. You know, it's just one of those things of I want to be able to watch the match. I don't want to be looking at a stopwatch and stuff like that. Um, basically, the story of this match was is that Pete Dunne was working on Kushida's hand, setting up for his submissions, and then Kushida was trying to overcome and surprise Pete Dunne with offense and submissions of his own. It was a really good match. It was um, pretty technical. I mean, you would hope that a match that's supposed to determine who the best technical wrestler in the world is right now would be pretty tactical. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting, though. I'm not saying it was bad, but I'm just saying I, I, I guess I expected like chain, maybe some amateur stuff, maybe like a lot of ground stuff. I mean, if you're tactical, like uh, I kind of think of that in that terms. I mean, technically, technical just means that you could do what you do well and you're smooth and you don't usually mess up. Like that, that kind of tends to be how it's used, but I was kind of, I, 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 that's kind of what I was thinking of in my head. Not that this was bad by any means. This was a hell of a starter and it was a logical choice to be honest, to kick off the show. I really liked the match, but I really liked Pete Dunne and Pete Dunne won this matchup. So I was happy with that. Then we had the number one contender gauntlet match. So Leon Ruff and Isaiah Scott were going to start this match off, but uh, we went to commercial, and we came back, and something was missed while we were in commercial break, because uh, the announcer said that they had started uh, fighting before the bell even rang, but we didn't get to see that, because they started while we were in commercial break. So this is one of the few things of doing something like a NXT TakeOver on uh, a cable network instead of you know, pay-per-view or something like that, where there is no uh, commercial interruption. This is also something to keep in mind of, since some people have will have a Peacock subscription that does not have any ads, some people will. Will that ad pop up the same place for everybody? Or will that ad pop up differently for each individual person? We don't know yet. So it could be completely possible is what I'm saying. Uh, where we miss something like this, I don't think necessarily that could be the case, but it, it could be, you know, like it could be a fact of that you go to commercial break, but really the action's still going and other people get to see it and you miss that. Is, is that a possibility? I don't know. So yeah, we missed something here. And so these two started out attacking each other and you felt like you kind of joined it a little late, but hey, whatever. Um, basically, these two kind of went at it for a little bit, and then we kind of found out 
roughly give or take two to three minutes every if somebody was going to come out that was involved in this matchup. Bronson was your third entrant, and basically uh, he was like kind of like the powerhouse of the whole group. Everybody else was basically working around him uh, for most of the matchup. That's kind of like the role he served. And they did a lot of interesting things, but, you know, it's kind of tough, you know. Um, Once you get more than two people out there, I had trouble um, feeling like uh, it was the same amount of time, which I know they play around with the time a lot um, in WWE. They don't kick, like if they say it's every two minutes, they usually don't necessarily always stick to the two minutes. And uh, it felt like uh, the first clock was a little bit longer than the second clock because Bronson was in there and Grimes came out next. And and, uh, they did a little bit where Grimes eventually pays Swerve to help him win. And Swerve appears to be into that. And so they kind of team up to beat down Ruff and Bronson and try to keep Bronson out of the ring and in trying to beat Leon Ruff um, before the next person comes out. Inevitably, they kind of get smacked in together, and uh, the union kind of breaks apart for a little bit, but that was kind of like this that, that story. What I think was interesting is prior to anybody else coming out, Swer- uh, Swerve eliminated uh, Leon Ruff, and he was the Leon Ruff was the only individual in this matchup that got eliminated before everybody else was out and into the matchup. Everybody else got eliminated only after all six men were in the ring. Well, five because Leon Ruff got eliminated here, but you know what I mean. So that was kind of like a interesting choice because I mean, with it only being six guys and they were entering quote unquote every six minutes. Theoretically, it would be pretty easy to see that the eliminations wouldn't start until everybody was in the ring. I kind of feel like maybe they did a spot like this with somebody to show that people could be eliminated before everybody was in the ring and kind of make it different or feel different than the elimination chamber. Because the elimination chamber, the rule is is that sometimes nobody can... I, I, I believe like at one point there was a rule that nobody could be eliminated until everybody was in the ring. Or something like that. And then they kind of started to change the rules. But I vaguely remember that. Uh, maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. But it felt like uh, for all the things that Leon Ruff um, lacks. You know, I felt like he worked really hard. And he deserved to be in this match a little bit longer than he was. But alright. It makes Swerve look pretty awesome. Loomis is out. And he kind of wipes everybody out. Uh, he wipes Swerve out. He wipes Grimes out. And then we get the uh, Bronson Loomis stare down. And then they start fighting. And eventually this led to like a, a spot where Loomis tried to pick him up. He was going to do like a DVD. Couldn't initially get him up because Bronson was reversing it. Eventually he did do it. He did pick him up. But Bronson got still got out of it. So that was a pretty cool spot. Um, that seemed to be like one of the big things that they wanted to do in this matchup was to have Loomis and Bronson stare each other down. I don't think anybody really bought into this moment. 
It didn't feel special to me. It didn't. I noticed it because it was so distinct. You know, I mean, literally everybody else stopped moving to let them stare each other down. But you're you're hoping that people will react. And I know it's only a few couple, a couple people in this particular arena. Uh, but it, it didn't seem like they got the reaction I think they were hoping for. Then you have L.A. Knight come out. He's running his mouth. He kind of basically insults most of the people out here. And eventually Bronson, who had, you know, gotten something done to him, he was kind of walking down to the, uh, walking to the back. And at first I was like, did he get eliminated off screen? Um, but it didn't appear so. But it kind of seemed like LA Knight assumed that he was. I'm sorry, I can't refer to him as that as anymore. Eli Drake. Eli Drake. All right. He's talking, he's talking, he's talking, and eventually Bron- uh, Bronson's standing behind him and shuts him up. Right. Okay. It, it was, uh, I guess it was a way to show that Eli has a personality, but again, this didn't really win much of a reaction. Uh, the crowd, though small, did react to certain things tonight, but uh, some of the spots that I think they built into this matchup for reactions of some sort or to tell a story didn't really quite land for me. Eventually, uh, Loomis has Grimes in the silence. And LA Knight comes over and picks uh, Loomis's legs up and flips him over. So he's like up on his shoulders while he has silence in on Grimes. And basically pins him. One, two, three. And eliminates Loomis. Now, I thought for sure maybe they were going to do a spot where Grimes also tapped out at the same time. And so, in a way, LA Knight eliminated two people at once. But, no, he just eliminated uh, Loomis. I was really surprised because I thought that was the most obvious storyline that they could go with. Um, And the announcers, when Loomis came out, kind of were talking about that that... In a way, they kind of made you think that that was the most obvious direction they were going. And so then they kind of just went a whole different direction here. Uh, You know, maybe a fresh matchup is a little bit better. But kind of feels like they were building back to this storyline to finish it off. And we didn't get that. So, and uh, eventually, once uh, LA Knight uh, eliminates Loomis... Everybody starts attacking L.A. Knight and doing big moves, and eventually he got eliminated. And then for his his is a reward, Loomis choked him out with his silence. And so obviously, the thing coming out of this matchup, the thing that you should really take away is is that our our the new feud going forward is going to be Loomis and L.A. Knight. That was one of the storylines that they came out of this six man with the other one is pretty obvious grimes was eliminated when swerve actually uh pulled on his tights to pin him so even though grimes were kind of working him and grimes were working together to try to eliminate bronson eventually they turned on each other and um swerve cheated grimes even though he got paid so again more of this uh i'm going to use money and it's never going to work correctly uh, the shtick that he's been doing for the last couple of weeks. 
And then eventually uh, Bronson beats Swerve to advance to face Johnny Gargano tomorrow night on Peacock for the North American Championship. I don't get it. Bronson really isn't all that impressive to me. Swerve was the star tonight. He jumped off the TV screen in a ring full of other people. Don't understand why they didn't go with him. Loomis, storyline-wise, would have made a lot more sense. But I guess they chose to go with the, the, the fresh matchup. And they decided to kind of steer away from pitting Gargano against another heel. Um, since they did uh, recently just turn Swerve. And Gargano has really been establishing his heel run here as the North American champion. So you'd, you'd hate to kind of put him in a spot where maybe he could get rooted for in a, for a night for either man. So it kind of makes sense. But, uh, yeah, it really wasn't much to write home about. There was a couple uh, spots that, that was kind of part serious, part comedy. Um, it was something different than the match previous, which was just straight-up good old-fashioned wrestling. So I, I do like the positioning on the card of giving the fans something different than what they just got. This took a little while, and this was probably one of the... Uh, this was probably like a long match. Uh, it was followed by the longest match in the night, which was the UK Championship, your champion, Walter who has been reigning for over 700 days, two years and two months is what they said, taking on Tommaso Ciampa. And this match was awesome. I love this matchup. Basically, the story was really, really simple. Uh, Walter was basically uh, a big shot, like heavyweight fighter. He was just looking to land big, big impact punches. Ciampa had to... Uh, overcome this by using part of his speed some of his aggressiveness and actually being smart enough to try to block one of Walter's big signature chop with his elbow which injured quote unquote injured Walter's hand and then he kind of focused on Walter's hand thus eliminating one of his big weapons in the fight so yeah I like this story the match was was good. It was the best match of the night, but it could have been better. I felt like Walter's gas tank ran out somewhere in this matchup before we, we the matchup ended. I thought because his gas tank started to run low, he started to botch quite a quite a bit and wasn't as smooth or sharp as you'd like him to be. A lot of the spots took longer to set up because he was huffing and puffing so much. And to be honest, Ciampa was was uh, a little gassed too because there was this one spot where we went to commercial break in this matchup and Ciampa just decided to hit him with like 100 clotheslines running off the rope and Walter never did go down. I don't know what this was, but he started out running really fast. And by the time we came back from break, he was barely like able to keep a decent pace because he had run back and forth to Walter like 
20 straight times. And I don't care who you are. I've been in the ring. There's a there's a certain drill that you run where you run to the ropes and back a bunch of times in a row. And everybody gets gassed doing it. Everybody. I don't care who you are. So Ciampa may be in the best shape of his life, but this was asking a lot. And I felt like that took a lot out of him in this matchup. I'm not saying it was bad, but it it took away from some of the the, the awesomeness of this matchup. You 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 would have to subtract points, like right, like if this was wrestling, is part sport, part kind of like acting or ballet or something like that. And if somebody did like a gymnastics routine, and they pretty much hit it out of the ballpark, but they had slight hiccups along during their little run well you wouldn't still rate it perfect you would it would be slightly less than perfect and that's what this match was it's the best match by far but it it, it had some flaws to it i i uh, maybe maybe shave a little time off of this matchup maybe ask walter to do a little bit less maybe this matchup could have been a little bit better if you do that or keep the keep the match more of Walter's pace but you know all in all I really enjoyed this matchup I enjoyed the story of you know can Walter win when his hand is compromised and that was what he was using earlier in the matchup to do a lot of his big devastating offense the big question was is what can Ciampa do to beat Walter because like basically the story was that Ciampa would hit him with something and he'd kick out. It didn't matter what he hit him with. Like at one point, he uh, hit him with his one of his signatures from the top rope, and he still kicked out. So like, and then the announcers told the story of, doesn't seem like whatever he hits him with, he he's staying down. So it, the story was, what is it going to take for Ciampa to keep him down? Well, eventually Walter did win this matchup and retains the belt. I didn't think they would give it to Ciampa. Because this would require him to be on NXT UK for a while, at least. And, uh, but, you know, it would have been, I guess, cool. Because he would have been the first guy to hold both uh, the UK and the NXT world title. But it makes more sense to put Walter, you know, way two weeks. Debut him back on UK television. Eventually... They gotta build up somebody to take this belt off this guy. Eventually, he the the title reigns got it, and I would guess that probably the next program that they set up would be that guy. But I mean, at this point, they might just be content just to leave the belt on him for a while. Like if he's not willing to come over to the states and work on the main roster, and and he's not interested in doing NXT proper, why not? You know, just leave the belt on him for like a really obscenely long time, like five years. I mean, it's not a product that a lot of people go out of their way to watch. So you could probably get away with something like that. And like, I I could definitely see them maybe considering that option because a lot of the hype prior to this matchup was talking about how long Walter's been a champion for U UK and how and how he's the longest reign since like the 1980s because it's been two years so you could see them maybe wanting to give him something like that and make it something just 
that nobody's ever nobody ever thought a modern wrestler could ever touch. But we'll see. You know, um, I don't think that they have anybody feasible on a UK roster that I believe could beat Walter. Um, obviously, a lot of people need the rub, um, but I don't think there's anybody that I I I could I think a, a fans would accept as beating Walter. But moving on, uh, our next matchup was the three-way tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. MSK, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, and Mendoza, and Wilder. I, this match kind of lost me. Not going to be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. My, my touch of span wandered during this matchup. They were trying really hard. It looked like they were making a lot of effort, but I kind of zoned out. I was looking forward to the main event. I had just seen at least two matches that I really, really enjoyed. One match that brought something different. I really wasn't in the mood to see a bunch of action in a tag team match. And I knew that these guys, try as they might, within the confines of WWE, just could not do a good three-way tag team match. Like, I think they're trying to do something kind of AEW-like. But it just didn't really find its 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 boat for me. But MSK are your new tag team champions. I got that right. I got uh, Walter Wright did not get the winner of the Battle Royal right. Then we go to our main event for tonight, which was for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Shirai taking on Raquel Gonzalez. This match disappointed me by by leaps and bounds. I really didn't feel like there was much of a story told. I felt like they went out there in large part didn't do the work to make the near falls at the end of the match matter. I felt like they kind of uh, I don't know what I was expecting necessarily uh, and maybe I was already fatigued I don't think so because it's only five matches I watched a lot longer cards than that. But there is just something missing from this matchup. Basically a lot of flippy flips from Hiro Shirai. And Raquel was just, uh, you know, obviously power. But, you know, I've seen this matchup be pulled off well. And this was not one of those. You know, I know that WWE seems to be pretty high on Raquel. But if she can't have a good match with Io Shirai, there's a problem. And this was not bad, but this was not main event level. So, you know, I felt like, you know, the UK championship stole tonight by by a lot. I mean, Pete Dunne tried. Him and, him and Kushida tried, but they just weren't able. They weren't given enough time, and they chose to do you know, enough to have a really good match, but not so much that it couldn't be possibly topped. It's a tough spot to be in, uh, but Ciampa Walter made no such decision. They went out there to try to steal the show, and they did. I really liked tonight, you know. I thought uh, I thought maybe we needed, instead of the tag team match, maybe something different. Some kind of match that would have been a little bit uh, of a departure from... The action, kind of like the uh, 
gauntlet match was. It was such a departure from the matches it was sandwiched between. That is a welcome change of, of, of pace. I felt like maybe that's what we needed in the tag team title spot. I think it would have helped the UK Championship match mean a lot more. And it would have helped the women's title match mean a lot more. But let me know if you like you guys like tonight. Keep in mind, it's going to be on Peacock tomorrow only. It's not going to be on TV. So you're going to have to watch this stupid app. I don't like it. I hate it. It's nowhere near as convenient as the WWE Network was. But this is definitely a thumbs up for me as a show. Alright guys. Please keep in mind to support the DWB Podcast. Support me, Joey Reckless, by liking, subscribing, sharing about the podcast. Every time you do this, this is a free way to support the show. I really greatly appreciate it. Please check me out on WrestleGeeks on YouTube. Just type in WrestleGeeks. You will find the, the, the channel. And there's a bunch of reviews for a bunch of stuff that's not WWE related. Uh, pretty much every promotion outside of WWE. And it's a and they, uh, a lot of the shows are very informative and bring something to the table. Definitely check that out. Um, you guys take care. And remember that the 90s were a lot better than today. Alright. See you tomorrow night for night two of Stand and Deliver. And then uh, we will have... Friday night SmackDown, the Go Home Show, and then we will have the two nights of WrestleMania. So it's a busy week, folks. Oh, and I also have a wrestling show coming up this week as well. So as if I wasn't busy enough, I also have that to do as well. All right, guys. Wish me luck. Bye.